Morning, Sarepta. It's just want to honor the Lord standing in front of you and minister amongst the special people in this place. It got me almost on tears there, Sue. What you just said, because I remember it was the youth time that's where I gave my life to Jesus Christ. We had the camp in Underberg, and then Peter Wiley came, dressed like a soldier. And then we, we decided to run away, <laughs> me and my friend Robert, because we were scared of the soldiers. But I remember he came and gave me a hug, me and Robert. And then he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I'm not coming to harm you, but I'm coming to defend you. And I never forget those words. It just went straight into my heart. This guy is not coming to harm me, but he's coming to defend me. And it's amazing what you're just sharing now because it's lining up in terms of my preach today. And this is what I'll be sharing about. God is amazing. God, he just does incredible things. He just speaks whenever we're not expecting. But I just want to really honor everyone sitting here. From the young age, I think my journey, I'm 31 years old now. And I, I know I can reveal my age because I'm a man. But my wife, she's 15 years old. She's 15. Yeah. And it's going to be my birthday on December 6th, and then I will be ordained on the 1st of December. But what I can say, the family of Sarepta, you are amazing people. The impact that you do out there without even noticing it, it's great. I went in, there's a thing called CBD, which is Julia Reed, she's doing. Guys, that chick, she's fierce. eh? Amazing person we have around here. We need to honor him, guys, and give him a hand and give the glory to Jesus. Julia... Julia was doing a technology stuff. And it was about talking about technology. I came home, I could not stop talking to my wife. She was sleeping, I was waking up. Yay, you don't know what's going on out there. There is a fantastic things. And there was a robot that delivering the food for you. The robot was not coming. And he just gave you muffins and things like that. And there was a thing that you put it, I don't know what you call it. I'm actually telling you I'm not like I'm updated in technology, guys. Don't feel bad. There's a thing that you put on your ears, on your face like this. You put earphones and then the whole world looks like you by yourself. You're watching visuals, you're watching things. And it's just, I could not explain those things. 
But what if I remember Julia standing up, she says this, let's not make this thing for bad, but let's make it to glorify him. Technology, it's moving fast. But I can see if we are tending to do it for evil, it's going to destroy us. The things that we have to stand firm. God, you have created a man and then you said it was good. And then the enemy comes and steals what is created good. And I go back home. I was driving in the car. And I said, who knew some stage I can go to Devon and go Ambo for about 30 minutes. Don't count my driving how fast I was. But I was in the speed limit. We've got all these things that has been created by a man. And some of the movement where we're seeing amount in this time, it's been done for bad stuff. It was great to be part of the pastoral fire. I was sitting with the monks guys. And these guys, they were telling me the evil that they do on WhatsApp. The stuff that the enemy has took over in something which is... How many of you have got WhatsApp here? See? Praise God. Even Granny Annie does have WhatsApp. (laughs) But I remember praying for them. And they were busting in tears. I tell them, I said, Gentlemen, if you're going to still sitting on this scene and don't transform you're not going to have a better life but if you turn and focus to him you will have a better life I said right now you either choose you want to use this technology for glorifying his kingdom or you want to choose to make it for the evil you are in one or you are either in this side you cannot in the one line you either choose you are in the light, or you either choose you are in the darkness. And this guy says this, I want to choose to be in the light. And I said, I want to pray for you guys. I pray for them in the middle of the river, and they gave their life to Jesus Christ. And that's what we are on the fighting battle, church. Things are not easy. We are fighting against the flesh. We are fighting against the world. We are fighting against the stuff that is happening around in our lives. This world is not for sissies. But it's the people that will stand and firm and say, we love Jesus Christ. We're not here to come and be comfortable. We are not here. I'm so tired of the preachers. And they said, if you come to give your life to Jesus Christ, everything will be okay. Yes, there's this part of the truth, but there's this part of knowing where to turn to when things are not good. We're aiming every time. We come and say, come to Christ, come to Christ, everything will be okay. Listen, since I've been here, the part of this church, and I was telling my wife, I said, I don't want to be ordained as an elder because... There's been a battle. There's been a fight. But because the enemy, he knew that I'm standing 
and standing firm that I want to stand for Jesus Christ is not happy about that. He's not going to shake me. He's not going to shake you if you are not in the line of Jesus Christ. He's got you. But if we're standing and speaking those words over and said we want to walk with Christ and then you will have a fight. You will have a fight. I was actually laughing this week. I had an incredible time. We had a networking thing amongst the media people. I lost my wallet. And this is a testimony, guys. And sometimes we tend to think testimonies are big things. But this was a miracle to me. Because I remember... Sometimes we are fighting for the battles and we're going to God because we are tired now. But we should go to God every time whenever we need Him. Don't go to God because you want a big money. Don't go to God because you want this situation that is around. We actually been approached this morning that we should give thanks no matter what. Communicate with God every moment and every time. I stand and I pray. And they said, Lord, I don't know where I lost my wallet. I went and asked everyone in this church. And basically, the first person when I lost the wallet, I always asked my wife. Even she got nothing to do that I was here at Sarepta. Where's my wallet? And she had to look for it everywhere. And then she sat down with me. She said, take it easy. Collect all the thoughts. Where have you been through? When she said collect the thoughts, there was the moment of me. When we ever were in the battle, we needed to sit down and stand firm and wait. Wait. Don't go to the fight without thinking. Go to the fight and think and say, God, how did I get into this? When the battle chose you, what do you do then? So I look for my wallet everywhere. I asked the, the Mrs. Lamula who helping us here. She said, Pastor, i got nothing to do with your wallet. And I asked the people that they were helping. And I decided this is a time where I'm going to be praying very hard. Because I know that I've got stuff to do. I have, without a driver's license, you can be arrested. And the, the prayer that I was praying, Lord, please don't let the police get to me. I don't know if it's the right prayer. <laughs> but it did not work because the police caught me. Going west riding, there's a, a lovely lady police pulling you up. I'm like, oh no. You definitely, God, you are not in my prayers. She pulled me and said, hi, how are you? I said, fine. And the first thing that I told you, I said, can I tell you the truth? I lost my wallet. Before she asked me a driver's license. She was laughing. Eh? She was rolling. Did I ask you that you lost your wallet? I got nothing to do with your wallet. I never even asked you about the license. And I'm looking, why she's laughing? She goes around, she looks at the car, she looks at everything. And then 
She looks at me and says, what's your name? I said, I'm Zolan Parrott. I said, where do you go? I said, I go to Sarepta Church. He said, I love Sarepta Church. We're hosting them all the time when there's funeral here. I said, yes! <laughs> yes! We do host you guys. Do you know about that? We, we are actually a holy ones here. I'm the pastor of the church there. And then there's an assist pastor. Most of the time when you're calling, I do receive your calls off in terms of hosting you. We had the whole chat. Guess what? She forgot to ask me a driver's license. She told me to go. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I said, I'm tired of running from the police. And this is not the life I want to live. But I was praying to God, God, can you show me where is my wallet? There's a time where we said you are tired of the enemy to rob you. God, can you show me where you are? I need you in my life. It's not, wallet is not a big thing. But I was fighting the fight because I had to do the mission of God. Without that wallet, life was difficult. So I went back in my quiet time and I prayed. And I said, when I go to sleep, please show me that wallet where it is. Have you prayed those prayers where you don't know what could happen? I encourage you, church, right now, to never underestimate what God is doing. God can do something that is fantastic in your life. God could answer the prayers where you're thinking, God, I was just joking. But God will answer each and every prayer. You are saying, Lord, I need you. So the Lord showed me in the middle of the dream. My wallet was at checkers. And I was chatting to David Hodgkiss, and David Hodgkiss, he gave me the false lie thing, you know. I have to say that David said, I've seen your wallet somewhere around. And then I, I was thinking, oh yes, it'd probably be at the church, because David have saw it when it was me. But no, the, I think David saw other wallets. And the Lord says it at checkers. I did not actually argue with God. Because there's this tendency of us. First of all, when God is telling us to do something, we have a tendency of no. But when God says go, he says to his disciples, go, so he can be able to follow with you. Just go. Don't ask him so much. Lord, where am I going to get this? Where am I going to go? Go. Because he has commanded us to go. So I went to check us. And then I said, if anyone can help me, I lost my wallet. Uh, Actually, it was four days before I never went to check us. And the lady said, I can go and look at the CC cameras and see what time did you come. I even forget the time that I came there. And she said, that is very difficult, Zolani, because now we cannot go and sit the whole day and watching those cameras. We don't have the time. So I said, okay, fine. Um, can, I, can I ask the manager? Maybe the manager did have the wallet. And then I asked the manager in the wallet, he said, I've got a wallet, I think five of them here. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Lord, should be my one there, on those five. 
And this, can, can you describe your wallet, what it looks like? Because you needed to know the product that you are dealing with. If you don't know Jesus Christ in your life, you have no expectation of what he looks like. So I tell him, it's brown, uh, it's got my idea, it's got this, uh, all, we've got all those cards that are there, I explain. I said, sure, okay, I think I've got your wallet. She came and gave it to me. Now, that was a miracle. I stand and I, I took this wallet and I look at it and I said, you know what? Jesus sent me to come here because she told me my wallet is right here. She think I was crazy. But guess what? When I was speaking that over her and telling him about Jesus, she wanted to know about Christ. She wanted to know about Christ. She's a Sangoma. And I'm like, Lord, I want my wallet and leave. But when you are in the fight, you stand firm and wait and trust in the Lord that will do the work. So I said, yeah, sure. Um, can I give you some money? I wanted to say thank you for the wallet. Sorry. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. So, I told her about the good news. We end up talking about Jesus. And she said, I want to know more. And I'm telling you. We are in the fight. That is a fight. Thank you. Thank you. But I remember taking the moment and buying a coffee. She said, I don't want your money. I just want to know. Tell me a little bit. I said, I'm sure I will give you because my wallet, everything, the money was there. And I was so grateful to say, take something. Say, no, I don't want. But I just want to know about Jesus. It's where you realize that sometimes we look ourselves down, but we never know what God is doing in your life. I always go back and tell my wife this story. She thinks I'm crazy. Think how you on earth you do this when you have Jesus in you. He's the one doing the work. I chatted to her and said, I think this Sangoma thing is not working for me. I want to have another alternative because she's been fighting the ancestral worship every single time. She's been told to slaughter the cow. You know how this thing, it's never stopped. They say your ancestors are angry. Why are you angry on me? They have certain things that they have to. I'm speaking this to you, church. There is a big fight that we are standing in amongst of the African people, the ancestral worship. People, they need to be delivered from that. And I said, I want to pray that you can come to know Christ. And I want to pray that you'll be set free from this ancestral worship. 
And then the, the checkers manager, he knows me. It was great to go and, and said, can we have this opportunity to give her to, to know Jesus Christ? And she gave her life to Jesus Christ. By that time. And I want to give glory to God. The situation of losing something. And then it gets to be something different, but it actually has to glorify Him at the end. When sometimes we get into ourselves into a fight, and that fight we don't know what is that for, but it's actually for Him, for His glory to be seen. I actually want to say the walk amongst in my life um, as a young man, I've been through the fight of losing the family members. But for His glory, it's okay. I'm seated around with people in this church. I always ask myself, who am I? I could stand and minister over you guys, which is, I think, with the cultural crossing, with the English bearer, with the lot of people here who have got full wisdom. But I stand and firm and say, it's not about me, it's about Christ. It always stands. Every single people, they always ask me the question, how on earth would you able to stand and preach into these white people around? I say there is no white people, there is a people of God in that place. Some of you are thinking this preacher is not going to read any scripture. But I want to read this verse to you. I want you to open the scripture. I don't know, but I felt this, this is for you. If you are going through a big battles today, this is what this scripture is for you today. I don't know, it's for, it can not be for any of you here, but if you are going through a big battle, if you are going through a big fight, this scripture is for you. It may not be for everybody. But if you are going through the difficult time now, you have something that is bigger than you, that you don't know how to attack, this scripture is for you. I want it... Can, can, we, can we get all our Bibles? And I just want us to read the scripture. I will read it. Uh, I want it to be up there because I believe this scripture as much as it's been for me, but it's for this church as well. Let's look at our Old Testament. We've got New Testament and the Old Testament. Let's look at Second Corinthians. Chronicles, sorry. Sorry. I like Corinthians because it's a New Testament. Chronicles. Chapter 20. Thank you. Look at you. You're so fast, eh? Verse 17. I like the story. I've been reading this story. And these guys, they're going through the battle. They're on the fight. But this is what I just love. I like the English word sometimes when it talks about you, it's specifically pointing someone. 
We say in, in Zulu, wena. We are directing to you, you, wena. So that means it's for you. Wena, you will. That means I say you. You will not have to fight this battle. You, you will not have to fight this battle. I don't know what battles you are in. Maybe you are fighting with some sickness and some disease around here. Maybe you are fighting the battles of no finances around. Maybe you are fighting the battles of trying to bring the prodigal sons that is being actually not knowing Christ for long many times. And you've been trying to take these things in your own hands. You do not have to do that. You will not anymore. But says, take on your position. Take your position. And stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face the tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. How many of us we want to fight the battles in our own? We do not have to fight the battles in our own. We should actually invite him to be the one that is taking over our battle. I have tried so many times to fight the battles that I got nothing to do with it. Whenever I'm trying to take things in my own and trying to fight, I don't, most of the time I never succeed. I remember when I was a child, we used to have a stick fight. We did that in the pastoral fire. I used to say this, I'm not going to do this because my grandmother told me not to. I did not want to fight the battles that it does not need me. We used to have some oaths that will get into those battles and fight. But the problem is with us, let's allow God to take place and fight for our battles. Invite him. Tell him, this is bigger than me. I could not be able, because what's happening, every time we choose to get into ourselves to the battles that does not need us. We choose. We choose to fight people's battles sometimes. My nephew, he's the guy that is involved in the wunga. Wunga, it's a thing that has been killing South Africa. We're on the fight of dead drugs, guys. I've tried all means to fight his battle. I always take him to the rehab and do everything that I can. And then we used to be very angry with him, but I've decided to give him to God because he's the one who will transform his life. I took the opportunity of praying for him every single day. Around at 12.30, I would actually stand in my knees, even when I'm busy, and say, Lord, could you please be with my nephew? Set him free. He was wondering why I'm not talking to him anymore. But because I was not talking to the enemy, I was talking to the higher God who is able to change the situation. 
I've preached at other time. We should not get in ourselves to the battle that does not need us. Let's call upon his name. Jesus, we need you. Your promises are yes and amen. I cannot do this thing by myself, but I trust you that you're the one who will change this situation. What happened now when the battles come to you? Boom! You never ask for it. Because there are some things that it just happen. We never choose. Wait. Stand firm and know there will be the deliverance happening. Wait and trust in him. Most of the time we think, is this thing working? I don't know how many of you, we are not the people that we like things to go very quick. We don't want to wait on him. We want things to be fixed quickly, immediately. Guess what? God is in work. God is working according to the situation. God is in control. God is in charge. It is battle to fight. It's not yours. But he has trusted you because he knew that you are a child of God. We don't want to wait. I don't know how many of you, when you are rushing things, and then maybe you are late on somewhere, and the robots just feels like it's one hour when it's red. You're like, is this thing going to go green? Is it going to get me going where I have to? But if you don't obey that, you're going to have consequences. Wait. Wait for him. Because he says no. I'm not going to do anything that is going to harm you. I want you to wait on that red robot until I say go. Let's learn to listen to God, church. Let's let him speak to our lives. Let's let him be the one telling us to go. I actually, I'm amazed going through Hillcrest. There's this robot, it's actually smashed down. But guess what? It's still doing its job. Green, red, red. Still doing it what it's called to do there. We're going to have those moments when we're smashed down. But we can still stand and say, you have called me to do what in this end. God's got the purpose. You're going to be smashed. And people, they will look at you and say, we don't want to obey you because now you are falling down. Guess what? They're not obeying you, but they're obeying what God has made in you. If you are fighting with any battle, you not have to.
I'm tired of trying this. A lot of us, we said, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been, I've been praying. I've been going through this battle. And I don't know about you, but I've had those moments where I said, I'm tired. It's not because I'm a genius. They actually, whenever you're fighting against the enemy, even your own body itself, it feels like you are numb because you'll be taking this thing, you'll be taking all this strength, and you are so tired. You just feel like I want to go away. I want to leave. But I want to tell you, loosen up your muscles this time. Relax. God is in control. Get yourself an energy. Call the people around. Speak to them. Go to the word of the Lord. And, and speak to God and say, I will not do this thing by myself, but I need you, God, to be on my partner. We get so tired. We're tired of running the race that we are called to do. We get so tired of dealing with people's life. My problem, I always say to my wife, I said I'm not going to deal with people's problem when I don't have a peace in me first. Set me free God, so I can engage to those other people. What I'm delivering from you guys, it's not because I have anything that is bigger. And I really acknowledge what you have here, but I want to have a peace first with God so I can be able to downsize what you have in you. A lot of people came to me. You know there's a trick of gossiping around church. I want to pray and I want to stop that. The spirit of gossiping about one another it's not good. Don't come to me and tell me what Pastor Allen is like. What do you think about Pastor Allen? I always say, I don't think anything about Pastor Allen. It's a trick of setting you out from gossiping. Because you want to fight something that got nothing to do. People, they like to gossip. I've been speaking on Monday motivation, telling these young people, let's stop gossiping. Let's speak love over people's life. What do you think about Pastor Allen? What do you think about Mary Allen? I don't think anything. I've got my own problems to think about. It's to set me free to be in the fight that got nothing to do with me. To set me free Say that I'm not going to be gossiping about people. If you have the tendency of gossiping about people, I want to set you free today. It's not going to help you. It's not going to change you. But I'm speaking the truth. If it hurts, church, it's okay. But we should now speak good about people. Look something negative. We always invite the enemy to take the opportunity and we say we want to talk something bad about people. You know what? I've been actually amazed in terms of to see this transformation about the rabbi. We actually, I thought, we're going to all be united but you still find people that are negative. 
We are fighting against the world. We are fighting against the flesh. We are fighting against the enemy. Guys, I'm tired of fighting against the world. Mine is from me because I know Jesus is in my sight. I'm tired of fighting against my flesh. I don't want to entertain the devil to come in my life. Devil, go away. Hamba. You don't have a room here. The one who lives in me is amazing than you are. I want to say it here. Set yourself free. Set yourself free. That you're not going to be the slave of the enemy. You're not going to stand and fighting over the battle. I want to actually read this scripture. It's John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and destroy. I have came that you may have a life and have it to the fully. We know the works of the devil. But Jesus came here so you can have fully life. I remember when I became a Christian. And even now, I'm still excited to be a Jesus follower. I'm still excited that Jesus lives in me. Romans 1 verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Church, can you believe? First the Jew and then to the Gentiles. This is came across that we should not be ashamed of the gospel. It's either the Zulu or Indian or English but it, the gospel coming to bring power within us. The gospel comes to unite us as one. I always say this. I'm not actually worried the decision that I made to follow Jesus. I'm excited because yes, there will be challenges. But I know where to run to. You don't know what could come across. But if you don't have Jesus inside of you, Jesus in you, where do you run to? You're running in the wrong place. But you should come to the right place where you'll have good answers. Something that will build you up. Something will give you life to carry on. What do I do when I'm in the battle? What do I do when I'm in the fight? Can I tell you, make it personal as ever. The problem is this. 
whenever we win a fight, we want to ignore it. We want to leave it. I don't want to deal with it. Can, you, can I tell you, be vulnerable as much as you can to God and tell him that I'm weak, I could not face this thing. Make it be a personal thing. Make it to be as you are. As I am, Zolani, I could not deal with this God. God, I want you to deal with this. I've said all the times of my days, I said, God, I could not bear going down to Stockville to see the old people dying all the time by the cure of HIV, and they're telling us HIV is no more, the statistics is down. But can I tell you, there are a lot of people that are dying out of HIV right now. I've tried to take these things with my battle, but I've been always going down. God, I want to pray for these people. I took it personally. And I'll give it to God. Act on it. Don't let it go. But knew that you have this problem. And I always like this. In my office, if I'm fighting some battles, I write it down. And I see his victory at the end. That it's only about you that I came out of this. It wasn't for a man, but it was from you, God. And I give him glory. And if I could go in Zulu, I give him praise. You are everything in my life. I dance by myself. Because whenever we actually out of the battles, we actually rejoice because the devil has been defeated. Act on it. Recognize that you are out of this. Put it down. Write down those battles that you are going through and watch and see what the Lord actually talks the people of, if you look at Exodus, Moses, it was 40 years they were wandering around. 40 years they were in the battles. Can I tell you what? Did they not be set free? Yes, they were set free. They still want to say, why on earth we still want to go back? Sometimes we want to go back into those battles again. It's us. We are human. As I want to conclude, worship and pray. You have no control over your battles, but worship Him. Worship God. Put on your worship, put on your song, whatever you want. And just worship him. I remember one of the scripture. It says they worship until the walls of Jericho they were down. I don't know what power was that, but they were worshiping. Worship like never before. Worship, put on your smile. Just get out and say, you know what? If they told me that I've got cancer, I acknowledge that I'm on the battles, but my God is bigger than that. Put on your smile and wake up in the morning. I said, I want to praise you, God, because I wake up, it's because of you. It's not by mighty, it's not by my glory, but because of you. Worship him. Pray to him. 
He's not the God of silence, but he's the God that listens. He's listening. He's listening each and every of you here. He knows your thoughts. What are you fighting with? I encourage you to go home and tell him, God, I cannot do this thing by myself, but I need you. Pray to him. Pray to him. He's listening. I want to worship him like ever before. It's not going to harm me to worship him instead of putting the focus on that. I was amazed all this time. Actually, my two sons, they've been actually having cause of a lot of fight in this couple of these days. I say to them, Moshe and Andela, don't tell this to my wife because this is a man thing. I said, Moshe, Andela, I want to open a ring. I want you to just donoring each other. Fight. And so I can be tired of so-and-so does this, so-and-so does this. I just want you to fight. I want to watch the battle, but please do not hit each other in the face so mommy cannot see. You must hit each other down there. <laughs> hit each other down there, hit each other, it's fine. And then whoever loses the battle, it's fine. That means you are in charge of the day. Because I was tired by the time of hearing, I'm going like this, and that. And then guess what? These orcs, they were starting to hitting each other on the battle. Andelo is the little one, Mushe is the bigger orc. But he was there, brah. He was going and smashing and smashing and smashing and smashing. And then eventually, in Mushe, I think Andelo has got that and then it goes into his face. Whoosh! I told him not in the face. And then Moshe decided to step out on the ring and goes to me, Dad, but you said the punch must be down, up here, not in the face. I said, Moshe, you must be prepared. Put the armor of God all the time. <laughs> he did not know coming. He was relaxed. He did not know because he was told this thing is going to come. We have some battles that we don't know they are coming. They come straight into our face. I want to leave you with the scripture today. Put on the arm of God, Ephesians 6. Because you might be fighting the battles that will just, you think it was just by the body, but it will come to your face. Put on the shield. Because if Moshe was prepared, he knew he's fighting with this lighty. He was supposed to be able to defend himself. Put on the armor of God. Just want to thank you. You may not know me, but I know you everything about you. Psalms 139 verse 1. I just want to leave you by that. You, uh, you may, uh, Psalms 139, 189. Um, I felt I'm not going to land with praying. You're the one who knows what you are dealing with. You're the one that you are in the battle. I just want to say to you, I encourage you to look to him. He knows everything about you. Amen.